Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Propulsion Swimming Podcast. If you're new around here, I'm your host Scott and back with me as always is my trusty co-host Dan and on this week's show we are going to be reviewing the World Championships 2023. Yeah, I mean what a championships we've just had honestly one of the best swimming meets we've had for a long time nine Mm. new world records multiple world junior records and from a british point of view eight medals which is their second best performance ever um there were literally times where i thought i I couldn't believe what i was seeing i mean it was honestly a sensational meet do you know what? And the most exciting thing is there were some big names missing from this meet as well. Yeah, there were some huge true. global superstars and some that didn't even turn up in their best form in Japan. And you just look mm. at the swims that came out of the water and it was incredible. So on this week's podcast, we are going to be reviewing, as we are a UK swimming podcast, we'll touch upon the British swimming performance first. Then we're going to go through what? Swimmers of the meet, Dan, races of the meet. We'll touch upon the Aussie dominance, of course. Yeah, have We've got to go over that. The nine world records that were set, like Dan said, we'll go over those. And then we'll look back on the predictions that we gave and who came out on top between the both of us and maybe where <laughs> we can improve in the future. Yeah, I'm actually really looking forward to this this episode. It's always one of our biggest episodes when the biggest major international meet of the season happens. So uh, there's going to be lots of talk about, I think we just get cracking. Let's just get on with it. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to kick things off on the negative side of things. Like straight, let's go for the worst point from this meet. As a British swimming fan, this wasn't on terrestrial TV. The only way we could watch it was on all aquatics, which was the world aquatics kind of, um, in fact, I think it's actually LEN or Eurosport. It's their free version of Mm. sports coverage, streaming coverage. So we had to sign into a computer, which is, you know what? As a swimming fan, it wasn't the worst. The issue I have with BBC not picking it up is that you're not creating any new fans. This is the the whole issue I have with paywalls and swimming. Like, yes, women needs to make money, but you need to grow the fan base probably a little bit beyond what it is and not putting it on free-to-air television in front of people who are flicking through the channels and want something to watch. And at 12 o'clock in the afternoon... There is going to be no other sport to compare or to compete with. You're just fighting against bargain hunt. Swimming would have been in front of so many kids. Just think of those starting their school holidays. But BBC exactly. chose not to pick it up or you never know. Like we give them the benefit of the doubt. World Aquatics could have been asking for too much money for the feed rights. Yeah, but it should but have been difficult. done. When you've got the Olympics next year, we need to yep. be promoting and increasing the knowledge of the swimmers that we have. I mean, we had uh, new world champions, we had new world medalists, and these these guys probably are not known outside of the swimming world. And the whole idea of BBC, for example, is to expose these swimmers and promote them as much as possible. Uh, I know Adam wasn't racing, and he is the big name of British swimming, but you still had Tom Dean, Matt Richards, Duncan Scott. Uh, you still you know had what? big names, but then it's not just getting those guys in front of the camera. It's the other guys, like your Lauren Cox, for example. Get her in front of a camera and show everyone how good she is. You know, that, that's, they missed a trick there, I think, especially with a year out from, uh, from Paris. Do you know what? You say Adam is the poster boy. It's the reason that articles weren't hitting. Like At this point in swimming 2023 is tom dean not a bigger swimmer like in terms of performance wise on the world scene is matt richards not a bigger performer there's a case for it there is a case for it absolutely (laughs) i agree obviously adam's not been in the water his performances can't back it up but 
when you've not been swimming at an international meet at a high level for two years, these boys have taken up the mantle and they're, they're doing a fabulous job. The interviews are yeah. thoroughly professional. They are, like you watch Duncan's Instagram, they are personalities. They're, they're just as good as Adam in front of a camera. They're brilliant. Yep. So get these guys on terrestrial TV. Um, like I was saying to one of the swimmers' parents while the racing was going on and while BBC weren't picking anything up, like I yeah. wish commercially it made sense for these swimmers to snub BBC at the Olympics next year. But it's like the worst decision a swimmer could make is to say, you know what, yeah, you this is my limelight. I'm going to turn it down. That's never going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, I think what really sent people over the edge, I saw a few tweets going round that right at the end of the championships, uh, Tom Daly announced that he was, he's going to be coming back. And of course, while well, he hasn't been diving for the last two years, whereas we have had world champions well, the diving and, really and medalists. And the diving was really good, but Tom Daly wasn't there. Like, he shouldn't really be a talking point. Just because he's a big name, he gets all the articles mm. and all the limelight and all that sort of stuff. Whereas Matt Richards, for example, should be the poster boy right now because he was sensational. But there's not much, if anything, talks about him, which is a huge letdown. And mm. like I said, I think it's a big trick missed from BBC. Hopefully in the uh, the year leading into the Olympics now, we can uh, pump Matt's profile up as much as humanly possible on this podcast and beyond. Him and others. Him and others, yeah, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So let's talk about the British performance then. And we'll, we'll kind of stick on the negative side of things because on our preview podcast, we said all that British swimming really wants to come away from this meet. And the main goal was relays. Get them yeah. qualified for the Olympics so that you don't have to go to Doha. You get your quota spot. And actually, those relays have a pretty good chance of meddling come the Olympics, which is where all the funding for swimming comes from in this country. You medal, you get more funding. Swimming looks yeah. better. I understand the logic with that. Then, the first day, the worst possible outcome happens. We're not going to throw Jacob Whistle under the bus here. Just the whole team, DQ. Not yeah. great. Not great thing to kick things off. It does mean they are 100% going to Doha. Yeah, that's that's the impression we're getting. And we're, we're laughing now in hindsight because, is it funny? I don't know if it's funny, actually, to be fair, because they have to go all across, halfway across the world to go and swim for three, four minutes just to make sure they get a time to make sure they can swim mm. at Paris. Um, I suppose it's a big letdown because not only were they hoping to make a final or make a be on a podium, they had a very good chance of actually winning that race as well. That's what I'm more disappointed about. Yeah. Not the Olympic qualifying because, yes, there's all this seriousness of getting the Olympic quotas in the relays, but actually top 16 teams in the world, you should be doing that. Yeah, it should be yeah. easy enough for a British swimming squad. But the fact that that there was a solid gold like opportunity there. Yes, Australia swam faster than the mm. Brits went in their DQ'd heats, but you felt there was more in the tank. You felt, I think, Tom Dean had to come Tom back Hatsuka. into that relay. Yep. There was a massive gold opportunity. And does it mean now going into the Olympics they're a bit of a sleeping giant? Probably not, because in Doha they'll probably become world champions because they'll be the only team there. <laughs> but there's a massive opportunity now for two GB men's freestyle relay teams to get gold in Paris. And when was the last time we said that? Never. Oh, I've never. No, I, I'm very interested to see how they approach Doha now. Like, of course, they've got to do that four by one. But then if you're taking the likes of Matt, Tom, Duncan, maybe even Jacob Whittle or anyone, Lewis Burroughs, everyone, um, do they then turn it into a proper meet? Do, they, then you, no. do you then get Matt doing the 100 and the 200? Do they stay there for the <laughs> no. whole week? And then does it become a bit of a domino effect? Like, oh, actually, if Matt's doing it, maybe Tom should do it. Then Duncan, 
I don't know. We're no. not gonna. We're not gonna. We're not gonna Stop. find out for a while. Stop. They're that's going. A... They're flying in on the morning and flying out in the evening. If that's possible, if like BA or Virgin Atlantic have those flights, fly Emirates. They're doing that. <laughs> ah, does jet lag not play a part? Well, to be fair, to be fair, it doesn't matter if they win it, come second or third, as long as they, they go just to got top to sixteen. Time. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Just as long as they don't get DQ'd, which I'm pretty exactly. sure they're not going to do that again. They're going to literally wait till the summer in the water touches the wall. Right, then I'll go. So the takeover time might be like a full second. I, I imagine that's probably what <laughs> I, I would do myself. Much. But um, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Obviously, they're going to go to Doha, I imagine, because they're not going to throw mm. away not just a medal opportunity, a gold, but Olympic gold, yeah. gold medal Champ. opportunities. They're not going to throw that away. Um, it's funny how we pre- previewed that, saying what would they, what would happen if they did that in a four by two, and it's the first thing that happened. So yeah, I, I suppose we can look back and think of it as a bit of a funny sort of joke, but it's not really. It's a bit quite serious, to be fair. So hopefully, mm. it all gets sorted out. But we'll see if they go in and just do the one day, or they take it longer. We'll find out. And that is the negative portion of this podcast done. Right, let's talk about the good stuff then. Eight Woo. medals for GBs, like you said in the preview. The mm. second highest ever behind nine in 2015, if I remember I correctly. Um, got to start with the first gold of the week, Matt Richards. Mm. The 200 freestyle gold in an event where we had this straight down Popovich day one. Mm. Um Matt showed the form from trials and carried it all the way through, and it shouldn't really be that much of a surprise for British swimming fans the performances he's putting in at these international meets, given the no. form from what winters last year. Mm. It's just the uptick since going to Millfield has been hugely impressive. The trajectory has been quite impressive, I must say. Um, is it a surprise that Matt won? I suppose you could say that Popovich was supposed to win based on what he swam last year, going as one forty-two nine. Um, but I did say to you that we've got a chance of two medals here. I didn't think it would be gold. Medals, I thought yeah. it would be sil- second and third. But um, to come away with a gold and silver is fantastic news. The fact that we did that in Tokyo and now followed it up at the next major meet, that's uh, that's pretty good going. Obviously, if we can do that next year, then hey, we're, we're doing really, really well. Um, but I'm really excited to see where Matt can take it now. I, I'd love to know. I'm gonna. We'll ask him if we can get him on the podcast. Like, what is his main event? Is it the hundred or the two yeah. hundred? Honestly, I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll pose that to him when uh, if we get him on. But uh, yeah, he's doing really well. Yeah, because you, you come away from this meet with a fifth in the hundred free, and then a first or a gold in two hundred free. You think the two hundred is the target, but that hundred was just as impressive like the drops that he's made in that to now have a british record on it and he broke the british record three times through competition mm. yeah he didn't quite make the podium i think he missed it by 0.03 oh, just incredibly close just got beaten by king kyle which is like no slouch whatsoever but to me that almost becomes just an equal target to the 200 now like there's another chance of a podium in that if everything mm. goes right come paris yeah, again, if we if he carries on on the trajectory that he is, he could easily get a low 47 by the time next year comes around. And if you're looking at 200, a 143, that's a medal. That's a podium right there. So he could come away, a, a bit like this year, really. He could come away with medals on the on the relays and then medals on the individuals as well. Mm. And then suddenly, that's, that's four medals. How many medals did Duncan get? at Tokyo four I think it was mm. so then you're, then you're talking about he's on the same sort of level playing field as Duncan Scott and well, you think oh that's amazing mixed, mixed well, four by one medley exactly <laughs> so you're talking about a, a summer who could potentially be our best summer that we've ever had um, he's only 20 so, 
And he's like, well, exactly, yeah, he's got many, as long as he keeps enjoying it, and, you know, obviously the move to Millfield has paid dividends right now, uh, as long as he keeps enjoying it, then who knows where he's going to go. It's very exciting to to follow him and keep track of what he's doing at the moment, it really is. He is certainly a name in world swimming now. Like, if oh, he wasn't gotcha. already, he most definitely is yes. now. Yes, yes. Should we talk about then his counterpart in the 200 freestyle, who himself only just missed gold by <laughs> thou- hundreds of a second, Tom yep. Dean, Again, very impressive, and that two IM alongside the two hundred free makes his program like equally exciting. And you think there's a big future in the two IM because that breaststroke leg, again, yeah. came out of nowhere. It's thirty three point three match Duncan, and then had the fastest back half of a fifty out of the whole field by over that, a second. <laughs> that last fifty was pretty special. I mean, going into he's in lane eight, wasn't he, or lane one, one of the outside lanes. And uh, he was nowhere in the race, to be fair. Like, I thought, oh, we're just going to be watching Duncan here. And then the last 50, I don't know what happens. He just put some jets on or something and just flew, <laughs> flew past the rest of the field to land his bronze. Um, yeah, the breaststroke obviously set him up for that last bit of sprint as well at the end. But um, he is being extremely consistent. He will mm. medal, I think. He's almost like a guaranteed medal. A bit like what Adam was way back when and yeah, every every competition. He is a, he's, a, he's a guaranteed medal at the freestyle events. And at the moment, if he carries on doing his IMs like that, I know the IM is a very tough field when you've got Michonne and you've got Carson Foster and Duncan, of course. Um, it's going to be very difficult to podium all the time. But at the moment, if he carries on the way he's going, with the confidence he has as well, mm. um, who knows how far he can go. He could win just as many medals as Matt potentially next year. It's really interesting because then you've got Duncan, who in the 2am got a silver. But again, like the fight for trials next year for the 200 free, the 200 IM to make Mm. the team is just (laughs) nuts. To think Matt, Tom and Duncan conceivably could make a world podium or an Olympic podium in the 2 free, But it's just not possible to take all three of them. I actually, I actually think Duncan swam really well this meet. Seems though he Mm. had, he wasn't in top form, well, yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't in top form yeah, at trials. I think a, a lot of people would probably agree with, just based on the the two hundred free time where he went one forty five, which is world class. But when you're dealing with Matt and Tom, it's 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 not well, so world Duncan's class in this PBs. country, I suppose. Yeah, and Duncan's PBs, of course. Um, but he swam really well. If that's a Duncan off form, and he's come yes. away with a silver medal in Worlds, I'd love to see him what he's like when he's back on form again. Um, one fifty five nine, I think he did in that two hundred IM. I think he won his silver at Tokyo in one fifty five two. Yeah, um, a bit faster. Which, which then would have still been silver because Machan was head and shoulders. Yeah, we'll get, we'll but, get into uh, that. We'll get into him. <laughs> but uh, I think Duncan swam really well, and it's quite interesting because that was his only individual race. Mm. I don't know if that's something that he's going to take away him, Steve Tigger, and Bradley Hay. Well, whether they stick with the 200 IM and then maybe scrap the two free. That sounds bizarre to me. It does think so. You just go for trials and see what happens. See what happens, yeah. That's what I'm thinking as well. It was. It's, it is a shame that Duncan wasn't at full, like, in, in Duncan we trust mode. Because that 4x2 would have then battered the world record, I think. Because after his leg and then after Matt's leg, both me and you messaged each other and was like, ah, oh, this isn't happening. Yeah, it's a shame. You could yeah. see it was just a little bit off. But then they only got within 0.5 because the last two guys, Jimmy and Dino, did exactly what was needed of them on that leg. Yep. And I know we put... Or I know we put out a video saying that 4x2 is happening in the near future. It might be a little longer than some people expect because there's quite a bad schedule clash come Paris yeah. with the men's 100 metres freestyle. So... Like, that might be, I'm just reading behind, 
I'm just reading between the lines here. That might be why the four of them on that podium look like they had lost a world gold rather than won a world gold. That might be what was just nagging in the back of the minds that come the Olympics, it's a little bit tougher to hit that world record. Well, should we go back to a little bit of negativity? Because I, whoever <laughs> made that program up to have yeah, the hundred free and the four by two in the same sessions, I think it was the heats and the semis or something like that. Mm. That just doesn't make sense. Are you, are you trying to get these swimmers to not perform at their absolute best and hit these world records potentially? Yeah, that's bizarre to me. But um, yeah, it, it was quite interesting watching their reaction. To be fair, to the four by two gold, you looked at when Tom hit the wall, and you, they all looked at the board and they didn't hit their world record, and they were like. Oh, you've that's, just such the sta- that's such the standard that this rating yeah, team now yeah. wants. Gold is bare minimum. I, f- it, it I feel across that way. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, the world record is the target, and they didn't hit it. So probably to them, it's kind of a failure, I suppose. But it's a world gold. Um, yeah, we'll see what is what happens <laughs> in Paris. But uh, yeah, I think I think it's going to happen. Uh, but we do need okay. all four of them to be firing to be able to hit it. And you can't just have, let's say, the two of them do what they were supposed to do. They, we do need all all four of them to do it, but it yeah. can happen. They had a little fly in the ointment out in Japan this year that Jack McMillan didn't actually end up racing yeah. the heats. He pulled out of racing this summer for personal circumstances, as far as we're aware. Mm. Um, had he been a heat swim, you might have a slightly fresher map, essentially. Or I can't even remember who did the heats now. I yeah, I mean, we did yeah, do yeah. Them, didn't they? You'd have yeah. two more backup swimmers in the heats, which gives you two fresher guys. I think that might have just been a little bit of the factor, but ah, who know, knows? Yeah. Who knows? We're reading between. We'd the never lines find out. Yeah, we don't find out. Right, who else then from British swimming stood out? Shall I touch upon first-time world medalist Lauren Cox? Mm. Because she was almost first-time gold medalist. <laughs> very, yeah. very close of beating, like. Th- the outstanding two backstrokers at this meet, mm. Kenny McEwen and Reagan Smith, she was within a fingertip of beating them both and kind of upsetting yeah. them both. Yeah, I, I, she was pretty much level the whole race, really, wasn't she? And it just came down to, to the finish. Um, Lauren will take huge confidence and huge belief from that swim to be, well, she was point naught one, I think, 100th off of the, the British record. record as well. So that will obviously be now be a target to try and get Kathleen Dawson's record. Um, but yeah, to be competing and getting as close to Kaylee and Reagan as she was, that is massive. And these two girls, Kaylee and Reagan, are the best backstrokers we've ever seen, mm. period. Yeah. Um, and the fact that she's keeping up with them, I know it's a 15, it's supposed to be closer, but that's very good going um, halfway across the world. It, that's, a, that's a very good medal and one we didn't predict. I know it's not an Olympic event being a 50 backstroke, which is a whole nother discussion for a whole nother podcast. But hope, like you said, hopefully this is a massive confidence builder and you can tell the British swimming coaches have a lot of confidence in her, in the fact that Mm. for the women's medley relay, she was picked ahead of Medi. Yes. That just shows the form that she was in and her hundred back is coming down. She broke a minute for the first time this year and it's still falling. Yeah, I think going back to the 50s, that is a, it will be another conversation. Do we get the 50s into the Olympics? And if we can get Lauren on the podcast, I think that's probably something we should probably talk about. <laughs> um, but it's, it's a good thing that she is able to not only do the 50, but do a good solid 100 as well. Um, I assume with the, the year that she's about to have with the lead up to Paris, that the 100 back will now be now, the yeah, target. 100%. Um, 
So it's good that she's got the early speed. It's now trying to build up the speed endurance, I suppose, to make sure that she can finish just as strong as she does on the 50. So, yeah, I'm actually very excited, Flora, and I'm very pleased that she's able to get onto her team yet again and uh, then come away with a, a medal that, like I said, no one, no, well, I don't think anyone predicted it, actually, looking back. She beat, like, no. Catherine Burkoff, who did amazing yeah. at the American Trials. Um, so that's a, a very good medal, and I'm very happy for her. Okay, so that's six of the medals that British Swimming have won. The last two then, Ben Proud in the 50 metres freestyle winning a bronze and the mixed 4x1 freestyle relay again winning a bronze. Now, to me, the mixed 4x1 wasn't really a surprise given the form that Matt was in. Um, We know Duncan's an ever-reliable freestyle relay swimmer and then the same can be said for Anna Hopkin, Freya Anderson. They Mm. pretty much always deliver on the back end of those relays. Um, shame again is not really an Olympic event so two of GB's medals aren't Olympic events if you want to read into wow. that too much but then you think there was potentially another medal there for the 4 by one if they hadn't got DQ'd yeah, um, yeah. and then Ben uh, we went into the meet with some big British bias on our shoulders and got a bit <laughs> carried away of ourselves and ignored Cam McAvoy which we were stupid to do Um for someone who was as far as he was ahead of the world going into the meet to go even further, even further ahead of the yeah. world, go a twenty one zero and fully rattle that world record. Yeah. Um gives a good target now for Ben and some extra motivation going into Paris because he knows a twenty one four or twenty one five is not gonna cut it. Mm, that's true yeah and he only had good things to say about cam as well well both vice versa actually cam to mm. ben and ben to cam um that will be a very good race come paris um will ben be able to get back down to levels that got him his british record of 21 one that's it's a big he's ask because that is that is <laughs> he has to so if he wants to win gold if he can go 21 one he's won silver if, if cam goes the same time um cam was just sensational in our predict in our predictions i think yeah we kind of overlooked cam just because we wanted ben to win but going in if you're going 21-2 into a championship and then he hits a 21-2 in the heats i believe uh you're not losing you're not losing and then he goes a 21-0 that is flying he went faster through every round which is almost unheard of in the 50s the fact that that final he was so relaxed he held the water perfectly he swam away from the field like his back half like it's stupid to say the back half in the 50 freestyle but it can be broken up into a front and back half when someone swims it like that yeah, I mean, he's holding the water so well. I think once the breakout happens, you've got your Ben Prouds in front because he's so good at that. But then once the first four breakout strokes are sort of done, you then have Cam just accelerating. Just I've never seen anything like it. Um, I know Caleb Dressel did it in Tokyo, but he has it because of this start. So he's already in the front. But you see Cam coming through the field. Honestly, sensational. What a swim. Do you know what? I'd love to see if he actually hit the fastest swim speed of all time. I bet because I far feel away. like it was possible. <laughs> yeah, I bet he wasn't far away. His technique is flawless, as every Australian freestyle is. Um, but that was a fantastic swim. And going back to Ben, will he be able to stand on a podium again? It's again, it's the, the fifty-three is always yeah. The fifty-three is always a coin flip, but he's got a, a, a an extra flip if you like he's got he's got two chances <laughs> if you like because he he's he's very good at his 50 freestyle didn't quite happen for him on his 50 fly but uh the 53 is where his his head is at obviously with mm. paris in the at the forefront of his mind now anyway absolutely so so gb come away from these championships with eight 
medals. Now, we went mm. into the meet. What did we say, Dan? We said, we said six. six. A conservative we said a six. conservative six and wanted yeah. to be safe because we knew the world of swimming was in a very, very fast place. Yes. We yeah. didn't quite know where some of the British swimmers were. Um, they blew the doors off and I would say a hugely successful meet. Absolutely, I couldn't agree with you. And it's not just the one swimmer getting all the medals. It was actually quite a few different swimmers. And I think that's really good showing that we have the depth in multiple events, different distances as well, which is very good to see. Um, obviously, some swimmers didn't quite perform at their very best, but it's impossible to perform at every single meet. Um, mm. But I think we did really well. And eight medals is what well, that matches our, our total from Tokyo. And we yeah. were very pleased with our Tokyo results. So we have to be <laughs> pleased with eight again. Um, but I know, I know two of them won Olympic events, but again, the 4 by one could have been uh, another medal. So let's just say seven or eight. So it's very good going, very good mm. going. Should we talk about then the Brits who didn't make the podium but still impressed because there are mm. some big ones to talk about. Ollie Morgan, his progression yes. in the 100 back in 2023 is nothing short of astonishing. Like we've been yeah. saying for so long on this podcast, British swimming needs to find a fast 100 backstroker for a medley relay that is close to missing Adam Peaty's peak. Now, they, mm. I think they found him, and I, I'll put it out here, I'd be fairly confident, he says, <laughs> with like a wobble in his voice, that Ollie can get down to a 52 point. Oh, God, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm. Yeah, it's difficult to say with absolute certainty, but if he carries <laughs> on the way that he's going, I think a 52 point is on the cards, and that will be his biggest aim going into next season. Absolutely, and the fact that he's able to go 53-2, I think, is what he, he did. did in the relay. Yeah, yeah, and quite a consistent now. So he's going 53-3s, 53-2s every time he jumps in the pool, which is outstanding. That's very good from a British point of view. That's what I think Luke did at its very best. Mm. So the fact that Ollie's now taken up that mantelpiece, he's now the number 100 backstroker. I think that's mm. quite certain to say. And if he's able to go a 52 point anything, um, that puts us in a good place in the medley relay. And I think that's why we actually did quite well in the men's 4 by one medley. I think because, we kind of yeah. disregarded it, but actually Ollie put us, put us in a pretty good spot just because of his opening leg. Now, the reason we are so confident that Ollie Morgan can go a 52-point is because we've heard the backstory from Ollie himself. We've heard that he's only really been training at like 20 hours a week for the past year, maybe 18 months at this point of recording. We've spoken to his coach, Gary Humpage, and the, the program that they have at the University of Birmingham isn't quite like these big elite setups at Loughborough and Bath, but it it's certainly getting the best out of Ollie, and we kind of... Like we knew something was on the cards for a while. That's why we spoke to Gary ahead of... Well, it was like six months ahead of British Champs we spoke to Gary. Thank um, you, And it's just... It's a hugely encouraging sign that he came two ninths. Shame he didn't make mm. his first international final, but he held himself like against the best backstrokers in the world and didn't look overruled in the slightest. I'd be happy putting him next to Ryan Murphy in a lane and fine. Oh, jobs yeah. Are good. Yeah, yeah. And he actually did, and this is not just 100, this is the 200 as well. I yeah, mean, I yeah. think he went to 157 low going top yeah, of it was nice. memory here, which is really good. I think one thing that I was disappointed with was that he didn't go into the uh, the 50 backstroke. Why wasn't he allowed yeah. to go into that race? He's already there. Might as well plonk, plonk him in. Who knows what he would have done in that. But well, uh, again, that would be my the, only... I think the medley relay, they got a little bit scared of what time they could go. 
Like they could have missed the final. Like conceivably, they <laughs> qualified eighth, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. For the yeah, final yeah. and Italy. Like who the hell would have put down that Italy would have missed the final? And then yes, sudden, and then suddenly, like you're in that danger zone of not qualifying for the Olympics because your ninth fastest time in the heats is the time that you've got to take forward, and yeah. you never know eight teams might go pretty fast in Doha. That would be the only reason in, in my head that they rested him. Um, but I think he could have done something in the 50 back. Yeah, so do I. This is what I'm a little bit um, disappointed with. I mean, yeah. he's more than fit enough that all of these swimmers are to be able to just do an extra 50. Um, bit of a shame on that po- from that point of view. But the rest of the swims, I again, like you say, I'd be confident with him going next to Ryan Murphy or the, you know anyone in the, the the rest of the backstroke world. Uh, he is he's on the right path. He's he's going the, the right way about things. He's got a great partnership with Gary, like you were saying. Yeah. And I, th- I assume he's going to carry that on because why would you change it right now? You're getting the best results out of him. Um, so long may that continue. I think um, he's got a good competition from from Cam Brooker as well. Uh, as long as all the uh, as well as all the other younger swimmers, Brody Williams is still going. Luke Greenbank will come back. So we've got um, competition for Ollie. It's not all plain sailing, but he is, I think, the number one backstroker for us right now. Yeah. Should we talk then about Jacob Peters? So he mm. really impressed me in the fifty meters butterfly coming. Was it fourth and fourth, just missing his first internet or his first world podium? Mm. Then I expected big things in the hundred, and it didn't quite fire. But what I would say is it's massively encouraging signs moving forwards that Jimmy has some big competition in the 100 fly now. Like, it's again, it's not like Jimmy's been in that medley relay team for like 10 years. He's been mm. um, immovable, essentially, in yeah. most relay teams. Suddenly, Jacob is giving him a run for his money. Yeah, interestingly, both Jacob and Jimmy uh, kind of swam the same race in, when it yeah. comes to 100 fly. Yeah, they went out hard. really well. <laughs> to the first 50 metres and then just kind of faded away the last 15, 20 metres or so. Mm. Um, that shows that they've been practising their early speeds. As you could tell by Jacob's underwaters, how good have they got? Yeah. So he was His challenging first... Ben Proud on that. Well, and... in the 50 fly, he was first to 15, yeah. comfortably, like half a body length. And I've always said that Ben Proud has the second best start in the world if you if, if you throw Dressel in there. Um, and he beat him on that one occasion. That is serious yeah. speed to 15. So they've Actually, been practising that clearly. Your your best start in world swimming. I'm going to challenge you a little bit later on in this podcast. I've got something uh-huh. to put to you, so we'll 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 test that one out. All right, tease people. Thanks. <laughs> um, but yeah, going back to Jacob Peters, I think he did really well. The hundred, I think, was. I think he was more focused on the fifty fly after the, the trials that he had in mm-hmm. uh, in Ponds Forge. He swam that really well to go. I think it was at least top five in the world. I think that time. Um, so I think that was the main. Probably the main focus. I don't know. Maybe it's British the hundred fly the main focus the, is the Olympic events. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but maybe <laughs> this year was all about the opening speed, and then this next year will be trying to a bit like Lauren, for example, trying to get back the the speed endurance for the last twenty five meters or so. Maybe that's part of the the grand plan. Who knows? But he he swam really well, and very unlucky not to get a podium. That would have been amazing. Uh, who else impressed then? Uh, Freya Colbert and Katie Shanahan. So Freya yes. Colbert came away with a fifth in the 400 IM. I think come the Olympics, like she's going to go under the radar slightly because a fifth isn't going to get headlines or get talked about. But there's mm. a potential medal there. Like She is still young. She's still within. She's only had one year with Dave Hemmings, whose yeah. squad did pretty well. Again, like 
they were the standout squad at trials <clears throat> quite comfortably. Yep. I think next season, like that is a solid podium chance for her. For the 400 lamb, yes, definitely. Yes. Absolutely, I agree. And she swam really well. I mean, she did the uh, opening leg for the 4 by 2 uh, which was a PB. 156.1, I think it was. That's a yeah. PB. So, like Ollie, she's on the right trajectory, and PBs are happening all of the time. So, if she's able to, she PB'd in a 4 IM as well. I don't know if I just said that. But she, she PB'd in that as well. And if she can carry on reducing that time on a 4 IM, a medal is within grasp, definitely. Mm. I mean, if you take out Summer Macintosh, because she is by far and away the best 400 IM swimmer on the planet right now. But that's. The bronze and is up Katie for grabs, Grimes. definitely. Yeah. Casey Grimes is also very good. Let's let's say the bronze <laughs> is up for grabs. Um, so Freya is doing really well, and uh, her backstroke is phenomenal. And it poses questions whether she should probably enter that as an individual itself. Uh, do you know, like, okay, so from my reasoning for her not entering the two hundred back is what happened to Katie Shanahan in the four hundred IM. So mm, Katie Shanahan's yes. two hundred back. She went through the rounds, very impressive. Came fourth. Went very a good. 207 and a new Scottish record and then swam the 400 IM the very next day. And mm. you could see in that final, her legs were taken from her a little bit because three rounds of 200 backstrokes is tough, is yeah, really tough. tough. And then Freya Colbert, for a comparison, could have swam the 200 back, but didn't because, mm. well, you saw the result in the 400 IM. She came fifth and a PB. I think that's just the yep. difference, and that's why I wouldn't swim Freya in the 200 back, even if she is a world's final quality. And I've got a big bugbear about that 200 back because the final eighth in the final was, was a 211. Yeah, I know. I was going to bring it up, and we did a little bit of comparison, didn't we? So it's oh. to qualify for a final for the 200 back on the women's side, you had to go world record plus eight, I think it was. It was There's no ridiculous. other 200s in any of events, male or female. If you go that time, you are way out. You're not qualifying for the semis, I don't think. Um, so it's a bizarre event. But then when the final comes around, to get a podium, around, is, to get a, to get a podium <laughs> is nigh on impossible. It's, it's a bizarre event. Um, so if, if Freya wants a final, and a gar- probably a guaranteed final of a 208 that she can do, mm, 200 back sure. is the way to go. <laughs> but uh, her event is the 400 IM. Uh, and the way that she's going, she's hitting PBs every time. She might as well carry on doing it. Mm. The brushwork is getting stronger. And you could tell by Casey Shanahan that the legs were, show- that were shot uh, on that brushwork leg. She just, nothing was really happening for her. But uh, going back to her 200 back stroke to mm. come fourth, that's a very good effort. And the way she swims it as well, kind of Kaylee McEwen kind of esque that she kind of mm. builds up as the race goes on which is encouraging I think mm. it's a big shame that we didn't get to see what she was capable of in the 200 IM thanks to yeah. the uh, the DQs galore yeah that was a big talking point wasn't it that was a <laughs> bit of a, a turn for the books uh, and honestly I don't know if you've seen any of these I think they were all DQs. right <laughs> they were all correct absolutely I agree um, I think the one, who was it? Was it Alex Walsh? I can't remember the, who it was. She didn't get DQ'd and she should have. Yeah, and absolutely should have done. But I think there's there's a lot to be taken away from this on the backstroke to breaststroke turn. What is it? It's a crossover turn, isn't it? Because a lot of these swimmers are not taking advantage. I just don't think they've been corrected because why would you? Um, they are going onto their, their fronts. The front. And Summer McIntosh has now actually gone back almost am, like yeah. two steps, if you like. She's just doing a touch turn. So, um, interesting. I don't know how that's going to develop uh, as the years go on, or the next season, actually. But, um, yeah, interesting. Do we go back to just doing the backflip 
to just stop these DQs from happening. Oh, do you know what? I heard some debate on the commentary because of it, and they were just like, well, just let them do a backstroke turn. I was like, no. What? No. <laughs> that, that doesn't make sense to me. Who said that? You just, you just flip over and just do an actual stroke and a proper tumble turn. I was like, no, it just destroys one of the like, most important skills. Stop it. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. You're changing swimming. Yeah. yeah, don't need to do that. Um, I'm kind of glad that these DQs are being picked up. Like mm. before, was it um, uh, American Trials, wasn't it, with the, the breaststroke pullout and the extra dolphin kicks or the breaststroke, uh, sorry, the fly kicks during the breaststroke stroke? They are being picked up now, um, which is, I think is it good. Just, we need to stop all of this stuff, but it was yeah, just uh, interesting. Ironic that it all came in one massive spurt in the first yeah. day in the 200 and then nothing for the rest of the meet. Yeah, I don't know Absolutely if they were just trying nothing. to send a message in some sort of way. But, uh, it worked. <laughs> it did work. Yeah. Same with the Olympic. Uh, uh, same with the American trials as well. They suddenly stopped mm. doing the the extra fly kick or whatever. So um, yeah, I think it's a good thing, and it stops all the cheating from happening. And then we actually have some proper fair races. So um, yeah, I can't yeah, complain yeah. about it. But it's just a shame because actually Casey didn't get DQ'd for that. I think she actually this did a uh, <laughs> false start. She's like, twitched. oh, Katie. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, unfortunate from that point of view because she's got a very good chance in the 200 IM as well, even though that's a very stacked event in the women's side. Well, suddenly it wasn't, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, yeah. Okay, that's all the Brits done. Shall we talk about Aussie dominance? And we'll, we'll start off, I guess, on the back of those DQs is Katie McEwen. So yeah, yeah. for me, like the the spark for her meet was actually that DQ in the two hundred IM. It could have her Maybe. mentality could have been one of a victim. She could have just packed it in then, and we knew the meet she was capable of. She was capable of three goals. She could have packed mm. it in, and her mindset could have gone after getting DQ'd in. What was a medal potential race for her? Yes, no. Yeah. She comes back. I think it was the very next day. Wins the hundred, which. To me and you, we thought Reagan Smith was the stronger candidate in. Then does the 50 and then backs it up with the 200. And all of them were pretty close to world record speed as well. Um, She was voted swimmer of the meet by World Aquatics. And undeniably, she was one of the best females there, especially doing the triple in the backstroke events. Yeah, she had a pretty big program, didn't she? She had the three backstrokes, the 200 IM, then, of course, the uh, medley relays as well on top of that. Um, Yeah, she did really well. Kind of a shame that we didn't get to see her in a final at the 200 IM because maybe she would have got a medal in that as well. Um, but she is really setting the tone over there in Australia. I know we're going to talk about the uh, Australian freestyle right now, which has completely ripped the doors off completely. Um, but yeah, Kaylee McEwen, every time she gets in, she's a, a, a threat to the world record. Um, she came really, I think the closest uh, world record she came to was the 100 back, again, point one off, I believe. Um, she was. I think for me, she was always going to win the two hundred. Yeah. Um, I didn't think she was actually going to get on the podium for the fifty because when you have like Reagan there and you have um, Catherine Burkoff and there's another mm. girl who I now can't think of. Um, they were, I would say, the sprinters. I would say Kaylee's more two hundred. Where have you got Reagan's more hundreds? So that's probably. Well, I was a coin flip on the hundred. Mm. I had no idea who was going to win that. Did. Yeah, um, but she's doing. Amazingly well, and I think she's going to be on top of the backstroke world for many years because she's still in yeah, her early 22. 20s right now. 22. Yeah, that's crazy. Just yeah, she's going to be there for a while. Yeah, going to be there for a while. Very long time, and the, like, it wouldn't surprise me if she ends up having all the world records, like the 50 uh, included. Yeah, possibly. I, I'm not going to disagree with you. I think she could potentially get all of them as well. Yep. Okay, so 
you said it then the Aussie freestyle dominance just how dominant is f- dominant Dan uh, well I did a, this doesn't take much research but you know there's 17 freestyle events right you have the, the 12 individuals 6 for men 6 for women and then you have the relays as well so there's 17 freestyle events Australia won 10 of them that's insane that does mm. not happen That that is unbelievable how well they've done there uh, not just winning goals but breaking world records as well and not just world records we're talking about the longest Lightly. the longest world records and the hardest world records to break as well um, Molly Callahan let's just start with her she was exceptional hundreds mm. 200 relays she will just every time she gets in the way she swims it kind of Chalmers-esque how she turns back last and then comes back better than Chalmers it is better than Chalmers but as a comparison he's the closest one Um, and she's what 19 (laughs) something like that (laughs) I think 1920 she's just going to get better and better Uh, is she going to break the 100 world record eventually yeah I think so if she can do the 200 I think she's going to get the 100 it's a very fast time that Sostrom hit mind you but um, yeah she did absolutely amazing I, I fully blame Mr. Brett Hawke and his overactive <laughs> thumbs on Twitter for us and probably a lot of other people being undercooked mm. on how well we thought Molly was going to do at this meet because he put out straight after Aussie trials. She dislocated her knee. She's a not going. And we kind of always knew that she was going to Worlds, but there was always a lingering doubt that how bad that mm. knee is because once someone said it's been dislocated, that's pretty bad. That's a bad injury, um, yeah. So had we had not had that information, like going into Worlds, she would have, like, oh, without a shadow of a doubt, we would have picked her for the 100 and the 200. 100. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely no doubt in that. Um, yeah, no, but I completely agree. Would we have picked her to break Pellegrini's 200 free record? No. Ooh. I don't been think close. so. I think I think you know what Titmus did in one fifty three zero or fifty three mm. one. I I would have put her around there, um, so I wouldn't have. She got close, but uh, Titmus did it. Any, uh, she did it anyway, which is quite incredible. And Titmus actually went that time anyway herself. Yeah, she just did. amazing, absolutely incredible in in general. The women's team is just phenomenal, and we haven't even spoken about Emma McKeon. She didn't even. Individual Obviously, medal. she she was the main swimmer at Tokyo, but she didn't Seven get an individual medals. medal at all. Um, but of course, she's come away with all the relays and world records because the women's freestyle, they hit a world record every time they get in the water at the moment. It's, it's phenomenal what they're doing. Mm. So we've spoken about Titmus and O'Callaghan and Emma McKeon as well, but who would you say is the best? Who would you say was your standout Australian freestyler? So what are we going then? There's, there's five of them, really, isn't there? There's... O'Callaghan, Titmus, mm. Sam Short. <laughs> he did very uh, well. Yeah, he did extremely well. Kyle Chalmers and Cam McAvoy. Yeah. And it's... Yeah. Oh, God. Because Cam got so close to that world record, man. Yeah, he did. Um, yeah. I've got to go O'Callaghan. Yeah. Purely because I never... Th- well, I did think the Pellegrini world record would go, but in my mind, I didn't... I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. If that makes any yeah. sense. And then behind her, I'd go... Oh, I've got to write them in order here, haven't I? It's kind uh, of very difficult. i go O'Callaghan, McAvoy, Titmus, Short, Chalmers. Whew. And I can't believe Chalmers is bottom of that list. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when he hits 46s for fun in his relays. It's, it's yeah. amazing what he does. Sam Short, we haven't spoken about Sam Short very much. He had a brilliant dance partner with Ahmed Hafnui. Um, oh, I didn't yeah. realise Ahmed Hafnui was able to go up to the 8 or even the 1500. 15. He did that incredibly 15. well. 
just mental. Both the 800 and the 1500 were up there with races than meet. As, mm. as we kind of predicted, the the men's distance scene is just on fire at the moment, and we didn't even have half Nui in there because I I just thought he's a 400 swimmer. You know, mm. the 400 is kind of like a, a a mixture of a bit of speed and a bit of distance. It's kind of like your middle ground type thing. But then he's able to go up to the eight and the 15. Incredible! It's just another yeah. name to add to the list for the Olympic final next year. Um, we've spoken about Cam Back McAvoy. Twenty one zero is. Fast. I don't I nearly <laughs> swore there. <laughs> that is very fast. Um yeah, Chalmers short Titmus. Who who would I pick? I think I'd agree Molly O'Callahan is the number one. Titmus's four hundred free world record was mm. sensational as well. Since I thought Summer McIntosh was gonna win that one. Um that one impressed me a lot. Um overall it's very difficult to pick one or two. Just I'm just gonna go the, just whole the whole team. Yeah. Just amazing. Just awesome. And for both of us, comfortably team of the meet, contrary to what World Aquatics for some reason put out. Well, I, I don't really understand it. I know America I think won. think there was a they, scoring system that meant America won. Not is it that on, I agree is it with it. FINA points or something? Is it based no, I on think that? It's, I think it's something like f- seven points for a gold, five for a silver, three for a bronze, and one for a fourth. Something like that. Well, but if okay, that's well, the case or whatever, it needs rethinking because you don't win that many golds and not win team of the meet. Well, if if that is the case, then obviously America are going to win every time because the country is so fast and they can have more summers in the meets than your GB, for example. So, of course, mm. they're going to have more medals because they've got more... The, the odds are more likely. They take like 40-odd swimmers, don't they? Well, exactly, yeah. How many did we take? 30, you know, something like along that, those lines. So, of course, we're going to have less chance of winning it. And Australia, I don't know how many they took, but, it, you know, it'd be less than America as well. But I, um, I think you'd be surprised there. I think it might be about the same level of this meet. I don't know about checking. I, I've made that up. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I suppose you'll get your relating to the Kate Campbell comments here. on. Um, um, what do you reckon of this then? Do you think her big up speech, I hate America, has gone too far? Uh, when she says it like that, that doesn't sound great. Um, I, I'm all up for rivalry. She didn't, she didn't say it in those words. But okay, you know well, I mean. as long as it's yeah, as long as it's not hate, like as long as there's a healthy competition, and the fact that she is challenging America to be better, I suppose, because I I think Australia were the top team, and mm. it wasn't close for me. You've got to base it on golds, yeah. as it always has been. Um, and I think Kate Campbell is, she's stirring the pot a little bit, which uh, I don't really mind. I think it gets more eyes on the sports, a bit of rivalry. You this see it in true. the boxing, the more the true. more trash talk you throw at each other, the more it builds up the fight. Kind of the same thing, especially when you're leading into to Paris, the Olympics, the pinnacle of the sport. It, it does need building up. So I don't, I don't mind it. I actually think it's quite good. But as long as she stays within limits of, I hate, I don't... I hate America. Maybe you shouldn't no, say I, that, I, I but I don't think she said that. Okay, right, yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't actually see the video. I've just seen little clips of it. So, um, yeah, I, I don't mind it. I don't know if you agree. Uh, I think more of the above, please. Swimming needs some drama. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, then, so that's the Aussie dominance. Should we talk about dominance elsewhere in the pool? Because there were nine world records set. We've touched upon a few of them, obviously, by talking about the Aussies. But let's mm. talk about the men's 400 IM and Leon Machon. Mega. Because we went into this meet fully expecting him to break that world record. 
100 percent yeah yeah i'm, yeah, I'm pretty so. certain yeah for him to knock that much off it no didn't expect that no uh watching it we didn't i didn't watch it live i was working but watching it back um <laughs> when he finished the breaststroke leg and he was ahead by what was it over two seconds yeah it might have even been three seconds i can't even remember now but you're like oh he's, he's done it he's broken the record that that was kind of that was set but then the question came about like oh my god how much is he going to be set by mm. uh, and to be basically the best part of one and a half seconds is humongous that is massive especially the world record oh, that he was thanks. trying to beat as well it made it made that look like the easiest record in the books oh but my it god. wasn't that was the hardest <laughs> that's the hardest one yeah i mean the brushwork leg is just stunning uh, there's no one in the world that can live with it to go 67 in the middle of a 400 im and then that final turn yeah. holy moly there i don't I, I don't even think Phelps could do that. That was a an amazing turn to go. I think it was thirteen, fourteen meters mm. underneath the water. And fast. I mean, you could. I think Phelps yeah. can go that distance, but not that speed. Yeah, I mean, you could kind of tell his first stroke was, <gasps> oh, and then, then he and then he carried on. But uh, yeah, and then he came back in a twenty-eight. I want to say twenty-eight low. That's mm. quick. Good. Uh, very good. Very impressive. Um, I don't know what else there is to say about it other than. Everyone was kind of speechless, like, wow, what has he just done? That is just I monumental. I cannot wait for him going into Paris now. Like, he is fully the poster oh, boy out of poster that boy. Games. And yeah. the eyes that are now going to be on that swimming pool is, like, we we said at the start of this podcast, more people need to watch swimming. Suddenly, in Paris, mm. that is going to be a highly, like, televised, anticipated sport, simply because he's in the pool. And it's not, yep. like, he's not just there for the 400 IM. He won gold in the 200 fly. He mm. probably... No, he wouldn't have won gold in the 200 breaststroke. We'll get to that world record. But he won gold in the 200 IM. And the French medley relay is something coming through as well. Yeah, Um, Like, he's not just there for one day. He's going to be there for multiple days throughout the whole of the Olympics. And Paris needs someone like him in the swim pool, and they've got him. Well, I think Machan's career is going to be long associated with Phelps because he does his same events, 400 IM, 200 IM, 200 fly has the same coach, same same swimming arena, training setup, etc., etc. Um, I suppose the question is, he's got the 400 iron world record. Is he going to end up targeting the 200 iron? I know it's it's not his Phelps's world record, but you know it's still a record that Phelps once had. Is he going to target that world record as well? Do you know, I like going into this meet. I thought it was entirely unreasonable that people were <laughs> suggesting that that world record could go because that one's like as Almost as fast as Biedemann's two free, like it felt as untouchable. It's not untouchable now. Like it's no, no way. Like I'm not it's putting, just... I'm not putting anything past him yet because I don't know what his limit is. Because potentially he could go sub four minutes, four a.m. Uh, that's mad, isn't it? The fact that people <laughs> are thinking that. Um, could he though to find another two seconds in that four hundred a.m. That that is big. I don't know how much he can improve on his brushstroke leg because that that it's is the freestyle. The, the freestyle point. can improve. It is the freestyle. I I I, I think I want to oh, maybe his backstroke that. as well. I, I I that's what I think. I think the freestyle is probably the weakest one. The backstroke is quite solid, and if you compare Phelps's split to Machan's split, yeah, it's right. not too dissimilar. But the, it's the freestyle that's the difference. Um, yeah, that's obviously the main target, but then. The 200 IM, that is a very tough world record. I think that was the it worst is, first world record to be hit past the Super Suits. Um, it's certainly a bit... Yeah, 2011, I think it was. Yeah. yeah, so I think it's definitely 
on the cards for him, but he's got to improve that freestyle, I think, if he's got a chance of breaking that world record. Other individual world records then, and we've got to touch upon this swimmer because we've touched upon Kaylee McEwen doing the triple. The other swimmer to do the triple was breaststroker Ching Hai Yang. I hope I've pronounced that right. I think I have. Um, to, to blow Zach Stubblety Cook's 200 breaststroke world record out the water by close to 0.5 of a second, and to put Adam Peaty on notice in the 100 yes. breaststroke, that is some serious business at an international meet, and he might just be the most, most exciting breaststroker in the pool right now. Well, we've long said, I think a lot of people will agree, that 50 and 100 breaststroke is completely different to the 200. You just look and at the physiques of Piz- yeah, PT look- and Stubbsy Cook. Uh, but then you look at Ching Haiyang's physique, and he's and he looks kind, like of, uh, kind of the same as PT. And so when I watched that breaststroke uh, world record that he hit, and he went out in a 60.7, yeah. just like, oh, he's going <laughs> to blow up. Surely he's just, he's he's just going to hold on while Zach Stubbsy Cook comes back at him. Um, he hit the same, pretty much the same split as Zach on the final fifty. Yep. What? What has just happened? Yeah. Just he amazing. almost he almost swam it the way that Elijah Winnington swims the four hundred free, like that middle fifty, the third fifty. He kind of backed off slightly and then went again, and it was yeah. so impressive and something just that a hundred meter breaststroker shouldn't be able to do. No, but that there's. I guess the triple was always fairly possible before Adam Peaty came around. Or, actually, <laughs> yeah. no, I lied. Before Cam Vandenberg came around. Yeah, true. I suppose the closest one was the Japanese breaststroker um, Kitajima. I suppose he yeah. would have been the closest one to be able to do it. Um, but he never really had the 50-meter speed. This is true. Um, he, was, yeah. he was able to do the one and two because, well, back then he was a phenomenon back then. But then you obviously get the, the new blood coming through. Um, I didn't think the 50-100-200 was possible in breaststroke, to be perfectly honest with you. No. Um, looking at the size that he he is, I thought, yep, 50 and 100, that's his, that's his game. Um, and then in the semis, he went at 207. I thought, oh, blimey. Um, maybe he has got something in the... In the and Zach in did the... go comfortably past him in that semi-final swim. Yeah, he did, didn't he? Which then, that's why I thought, well, if he's going out 60.7, then he's just going to blow up. But then again, mm. if you think about it, that was that's PB plus three to a... 100 yeah, meter split right. that's actually i suppose quite comfortable really so it's it's amazing what he's just done and um yeah i suppose maybe we should probably watch out for him a little bit more but he's definitely put adam pc on notice that's going to be mm. a huge showdown if adam's able to get back to where he was before he stopped for a while um that's going to be massive i suppose we used to talk about how kaminga was adam's biggest uh rival i think it's now ching haiang just awesome can't wait for it other world records to go then. The women's 50 freestyle, Showstrom knocks time yeah. off that one, which I didn't see coming again. But she's really in good form in the 50s. And Ruta Militite knocks time twice. Well, no, she leveled it in the semifinals and then took the 50-meter breaststroke world record. Dan, the 50s were flying on the final day or the final two days. There was certainly something in the water. And I'll pose to you this. If it was a race to five meters... Yeah. Does Ruta win all day of the week? Male and female, I think. She has yes. the best reactions, absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah, we talk about first to 15 all the time, but if you want to say first to five, Ruta wins. Her reactions yeah. are by far the best in the world, and that's after coming back. She was quicker before. 
You know, when she won she her was. gold in London, she was quicker then. Um, and the fact that she's just broken that world record in the 50 breaststroke um, is going some. Especially when you look at Pilato and you think oh, that the stroke race is suiting Pilato here. It's her race. It's her world record. Um, but now Ruta is could be the first person to actually break 29 for that 50 breaststroke. That mm. is, that's going some. Um, I don't know what she's done in her time off, but uh, she's just, I don't know, gotten stronger. Her 100 breaststroke was she's very good as well. Back. Yeah, I, well, she's obviously just enjoying it. And that shows how important it is to enjoy your swimming because then you can throw down great times like this. It's uh, it's great to watch. And then you have Sarah Sostrom in the 50 freestyle. And if anyone predicted that she would break the world record in that race, I think you'd be lying to yourself. I don't think anyone saw that coming. Um, it's very interesting that she just concentrated on the 50s at this competition. Do you... I'm going to throw this to you, actually. Seeing as it's Olympic year next year, the 50 fly is not obviously going to be part of it. Does she then go for just the 53 or will she go up to the 100 and the maybe 100 fly as well? No, nah, she'll go up to the 100 fly. I think she probably reckon? sees her world record under threat there as well and goes back <laughs> for it. Like, I guess it depends on the long-standing elbow like injury that she had going into Tokyo. You hope that's fully mm. healed now and you hope she can go up to the 100. But you've also got like got the fact that if she concentrates on the 100 fly really for like a good year or so, the... What Swedish medley relay team is going to be pretty good. They're, they've always got some good depth there. Um, so, yeah, I think you still go up. You're Sarah Sjöström. You can swim hundreds world class. Yeah, I wonder if they, she's taken the same sort of uh, method as, let's say, your Jacob Peters, Lauren Cox, where she's been focused on the 50 speeds, the early speeds, and then this next year will be, again, bringing the speeds back. I wonder if that's part of the tactic here. Um, she obviously goes into Paris favourite for the 53 I'd actually put the gold around her neck right now but it's just whether she can hold it over 100 metres now which I still think she can but the the competition is definitely there especially 103 my gosh if she's able to beat Molly O'Callaghan then that would be that's a showdown and a half that would be amazing so yeah Okay, so we quickly talk about then some other top races at the meet because we've been nattering on now for a good hour plus and people don't want to listen to us too much longer. Um, we've already kind of spoken about it, but the men's 1500 meters freestyle was potentially the best battle of the week for me. The yeah. fact that it came down to five hundredths of a second between Bobby Fink and Hafanui, just Mental. an unbelievable head-to-head. Just hand them both the gold. Like fully deserved it again in the eight hundred between Hafanui and Sam Short and and Bobby Fink. Like it was incredibly good. Summer McIntosh. It was really impressive to see after the letdown of the four hundred meters freestyle that Mm. she could then get better through the meet. You thought that. I mean, I've heard some people say that she quit on the four hundred freestyle. Like I'm not sure, quite sure on that. I think she Mm. was just swimming herself into form, and then she came away from the meet with a very impressive end goal of the the 400 IM on the last day just showed that she got better through the rounds um, yeah. and then quickly what Grosset in the 100 fly for France yeah, winning that one well with no Milak, no Dressel was really impressive the second fastest ever split in the 100 fly I think he went a 49-2 which is absurdly yeah, fast try doing yeah. that in freestyle um, <laughs> Ryan Murphy was Ryan Murphy as ever swimming mm-hmm. the f- swimming a 52.0 to lead off the gold medal winning US medley team uh, and yep. then Zhang Yufai was just Zhang Yufai like she didn't quite do the events I thought she'd do but she was really impressive nevertheless well I think she was uh, uh, victim is not the right quite 
I think she. Oh, but she did sprinting more than the distance as well. Really, if you look at it. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to say victim because that's not the right thing. But I think she was put into the relays. Uh, th- that's obviously the main focus. She was taken out of the 200 fly, which she's got a very good chance of podium and potentially even winning that race. She's Olympic champion in it. Um, I mean, to concentrate on the other. Well, yeah, yeah, um, and to be put in the relay teams to guarantee Chinese. Uh, top three spot, you know, to be automatically uh, in with Paris. So that was an interesting one. I suppose if you're going from, you've just mentioned some of the best races, uh, Popovich was probably someone we should probably talk about. He actually yeah. swam really well. I, I'm trying to remember the times at the top of his head, my head. Uh, 47.8, I think it was, and a 144.9. Those times yeah. are not slow. It's just that he's racing against people that just happen to go faster. And I, I, I saw one comment where Let's just Washed, pop it. yeah. it's just a it's like one hit wonders. Like, well, hold on a minute. You can't you can't race amazingly every single time. Um, the times last summer were out of this world. Well, that's that's just it, isn't it? That he hit the the times he hit last time were so good. I mean, to be able to hit those again, I mean, Phelps never went that fast again after we went his one forty two. So you know, it's it's a difficult time to replicate. Um, I actually think he did really well considering there was a lot of pressure on him. Um, Obviously, the target wouldn't be this world. It'd be Paris. So I would hold fire on the writing him off just yet. He's far from wa- washed up. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, keep an eye on him still, of course. Well said, well said. Okay, should we end this podcast then with naming our swimmers of the meet? And I'm going to cop out here because it's so <laughs> hard. I'm going to say we can pick a male and a female because, oh, good few. Okay. Y- you know, like the names are endless. Mm. Still difficult, mind you. I think it's a little bit easier on... That's not easy. But I'm, I'm going to go for the women's side first. God, I'm looking at the names that I've written sure? down. I'm going to I'm gonna go Molly O'Callaghan for the women's side. Um, it's not easy because Kayleigh McKeown had a fantastic meet, as did Aaron Titmus. But I'm going to go with Molly O'Callaghan. Um, and then I'm going to let you choose the men's first because I don't know. I'm stuck between two. I'm stuck between okay, two. I... So my reasoning with both of my two is the long-standing world records. So you know which way I'm going. So Molly okay. O'Callaghan to win golds. She won two golds when we thought she was hobbled and to break Pellegrini's super suit world record, which was... Big world record. Big, big time. That swim was like... We, we write that down as like a near-perfect 200 freestyle, but it's gone. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then Leon Marchand in yeah. the men's side... Yes, the 400 I am, but to back it up and win the two fly as well was equally impressive. And the two I am. It wasn't like he just won one gold and took down the oldest world record of all time. Yes, so my thinking on the men's side is obviously him as well, and then Ching Haiang as well, well, because I I just... I'd put Matt Richards up there, like as a Brit, I'd put him up there, but... Oh, absolutely, but he's not, unfortunately, not competing with... The two triple names golds. that we've just mentioned, yeah. triple golds, world record holders. Two. So, um, yeah, I know. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, I'm very torn between Mashon and Chin Haiang um, just because you're not supposed to win the treble in breaststroke. That just is not supposed to happen. No. But then you're not supposed to break Michael Phelps' world records by a second and a half either. 
It's a difficult one, but I... Oh, I don't know. It might be a coin flip situation again, but I'm going to go to Lyon Marchand. Okay, so that just about rounds up this week's episode of the Propulsion Swimming Podcast. We are going to be back over the next few weeks, hopefully speaking to some of these swimmers who have been competing at the World Championships to get their thoughts. Hopefully they range from British swimmers to internationals. We're also going to be touching upon the inaugural LEN under-23s that are happening in Dublin in a few weeks' time as we speak to one of the coaches who is there hopefully but if you haven't subscribed already please make sure you do so on youtube apple Podcasts, and spotify and if you want to leave us a review on either spotify or apple Podcasts, please go ahead and do so it really helps us with all of the algorithm stuff behind the scenes and keeps pushing swimming out into further reaches until then though me and dan will see you in seven days time yeah thank you for listening everyone and we'll catch you next week on the next one You've been listening to the Propulsion Swimming Podcast with Scott and Dan. We want to thank you for joining us and invite you to subscribe to the show as well as checking out the Propulsion Swimming YouTube channel for weekly tutorials and videos to get your swimming fix. We will be back next week. Until then, we'll catch you on the next one.